and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Program Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Sam Bird, who's the president of our client solutions group here at Dell Technologies. Hi, Sam. Hey, how are you doing, Cheryl? Great to be here with you. I'm great. Thank you again for taking the time with us. You run a pretty substantial piece of the business for Dell Technologies, but as president of our client solutions group, share with the team what you're overseeing. Uh, Sure, Cheryl. So I lead our client business, which is our personal computer business. So all our PCs from consumer to commercial space and basically all the things that go with it. So whether it's displays, peripherals, accessories that we put around those systems adds up to about a $48 billion business in this past year for Dell and is a, you know, a business we've been in since our founding days now nearly uh, 37 years ago. Pretty remarkable. And boy, I know you and the company has seen so much and talk about just a crazy year, right? We just finished Q4. The company reported record earnings, record year, record units. It's just meant that the world needs our help, right? A lot of people really had a lot of demand for enabling their companies to work remotely. So talk a little bit about what you've experienced. And to the positive, it was phenomenal for business results. And on the other side, it was rather inspirational, actually, about the way we really helped our customers navigate that this past year. That's exactly right. We really saw the power of technology and PCs and the infrastructure they're connected to in keeping the world operating when many people around the world had to stay home, had to work from home, had to learn from home, had to switch to a world where you used to go places and go out into the world and you really used the PC to bring the world to your seat in your house and get things done and stay connected with family members, get your work done, learn every once in a while, take a break and be able to escape and game or do something else with your PC. So we saw technology be really important and play a role that if you think back 10 years or 50 years or 100 years ago, we would have been in a really different way of operating. It kept the world going and it kept us connected. Well, that's just an understatement. And I'm super proud of the way the company showed up and the way our team really performed and our partners really helped deliver unbelievable support for our customers as they navigated it. And as we step back and think about, we've all kind of acknowledged that this working environment is forever changed, right? (laughs) This concept of what is the future of work and workplace Share just a couple of your thoughts on how you think we're going to all be navigating the path forward. Yeah, the world will certainly be different, I think, in better ways for what we've experienced in the past year. As you said, Cheryl, it was really inspirational what we could do as a company with the technology we have, the supply chain capability we have, the ability to deliver PCs, systems to people that needed it, whether it was you know first responders, large businesses, small businesses, keeping people employed by having them be productive at home, companies working on vaccines to fight the virus, hospitals and healthcare workers, like being able to keep things running 
and get them technology was there were amazing stories every single day that were inspirational and were transformational if you think about what happened in the world and the role technology played in that. So it was really nice to be able to be part of that. As we look forward, like you said, the world's not going to just snap back. We've learned that people can operate remotely and businesses can be really successful. You think about the experience that now allows in attracting talent from anywhere in the world, allowing We call it this kind of digital equality where people are in meetings on the same playing field, able to participate, collaborate, not half the teams in a room, half the teams remote somewhere else in the world. You know, the good in this was it brought those teams together and showed us the potential of operating in that kind of world. So what we see going forward is very much a hybrid approach where the companies that I talk to and even our teams as we do our planning. We see teams spending part of the time in the office, collaborating, working together, other parts of the time in a week, really being remote and operating from their house, and that that can be a great way to get things done. Before, some people thought like being remote equaled less productivity. You can actually get more stuff done. You think about the time people saved in their morning commute, their evening commute, the ability to go and travel to go and walk into your desk, sit down in your kitchen, in your living room, in a you know bedroom or a study and be anywhere in the world instantaneously engaging with other people in your organization at partners you're working with. It was really amazing the problems you could go solve that way. So we see the world operating that way in the future. Technology will be really important, help people stay connected And it'll be a better way of operating. It lets you tap into talent around the world. It lets us get things done in new ways that we, a year and a half ago, would have never imagined possible. That's so well said. I've been referring to this pandemic somewhat as the great equalizer because it's had all of us in exactly the same circumstances all around the world, which frankly enabled a real acceleration of change management. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think, you know, Michael refers to three years of digital transformation in three months, because when you don't have any other alternative, you just embrace new technologies like these collaboration platforms and look at what we're achieving. It's remarkable. When I think of your space and all of us obviously need to be empowered, we are so proud of the recognition and award-winning platforms, all the new products you've launched. And in spite of being apart and living through this past year, we've been innovating and releasing new products and bringing out really remarkable new client devices. Talk a little bit about some of those new announcements, why they're valuable for the partners, why the partners should be leaning in and taking advantage of these market-leading opportunities. Yeah, we are very focused on putting the best and outstanding solutions in front of our customers. And like you said, Cheryl, the requirements have changed and some of the needs are different as people think about how they want to operate in the world today and the world going forward. I think it's a great opportunity for partners who are in tune with their customers, looking at how they allow their customers to deliver a great life cycle experience with our products and great end user experience in using that technology, which is now more core to their job. People who are pushing to go and do that and our partners who are pushing to go do that, we have an outstanding lineup 
to offer them. You think about our founding as a PC company, Michael, our team and our business continuing to invest and believe in this business. We joke, it was about 10 years ago when pundits started saying the PC was dead and we had our best year in our company ever last year, 10 years later from that point in time. So the PC is really alive and well. We firmly believe if you look at the future and how things will operate, that notion of personal technology and being an enabler to people getting stuff done, whether it's learning, being productive, starting a business, a large business and their team transforming an industry, someone working on a breakthrough idea, my teenagers playing games on uh, PCs that seem life-changing to them at the moment. You know, all those things are happening today on our technology, and we're excited about that. We're excited, our engineers and our teams are putting amazing products out there for our partners. So you think about things that we're doing, and we're working in our Latitude commercial products to build smart, intelligent products that make it easier for our customers to get done the work that they want to get done. We're now on our second generation of building intelligent AI machine learning solutions into our systems. We led the industry. We're the first ones to go and do that. We've continued to refine what we're doing. So things like our audio and being able to smart tune the audio based on where you are, your environment, to you, learning how you do things, tuning that to your environment, changing how your applications run, setting priorities on Wi-Fi applications so that you have the best performance on your system, adjusting battery life, adjusting the CPU so that you get things optimized to how you use your system. It's that kind of world that we look at and go, I want things to just be seamless. I want this great tool that I have to help me get things done better that we're building into our nine series latitudes, our seven series latitudes, so they're intuitive, think things through. We were the first company to put a smart shutter device in that we just launched, which is a great intelligent shutter on your camera in your system so that when you're not using the camera, you see there's a red dot mechanical shutter that automatically closes and covers that camera. When you're using it for Zoom and other things where it needs to be open, the camera automatically opens itself. So we've gone from a world of 12 months ago, I had lots of people putting stickies over cameras, <laughs> uh, uh, now have a good smart solution that gives you the privacy you need. So building all that intelligence into devices that are powerful. They're set up to run on the applications that we have today. We've seen more demand for larger screen devices. So as people are traveling less, the value of getting a bigger screen real estate, higher resolution displays, we've led on zero border and bezel-less type displays. So what you get in your system is a gorgeous big display has been something you see across our product lines and we've built in. And then we've done that on the ecosystem and the peripherals and accessories that go with that. We did some studies, Cheryl, of productivity of people with different setups. And what we found is people were over 40% quicker completing tasks if you arm them with a large display with a keyboard and a mouse to go with their notebook. It makes sense because you get a much bigger screen, you get nice real estate to play with, whether it's looking at a lot of faces on a video call and being able to 
take one of our big curved monitors and have a presentation on the other side or be looking up information that you want to go share in that conference. It allows you to be more productive. So building great, powerful systems focused on displays, a long time area of us, building intelligence into those systems, and then getting that ecosystem that all works together. So whether you're in your home office or you're back in the office, maybe living between those two spaces, we can set people up right so they can really be successful and get the most out of the technology that they have. Well, I'll tell you, it's definitely an exciting space and it couldn't be more relevant. We talk about essential work, essential devices. It truly is empowering everybody to do their very best wherever they are. So really phenomenal. And I have to tell you, I have my youngest son is in law school and he's a proud owner of the 48 inch curved display because he totally believes everything you just said. I need the bigger monitor. I'm more productive with all the writing he has to do in law school. It's been really interesting, the curved displays that you mentioned, because we saw curved didn't do really well in TVs, because if you sit at the middle of the curve, you get the best viewing experience. But often when you're watching TV, it's a little bit more of a social environment. You know, you plant yourself in the middle and then your other family members or friends over can't see the game or don't have a good viewing angle. But we've seen those displays are really amazing for personal productivity. So the curve brings everything that you're looking at, the data, the information you're using to make decisions, it puts that around you. And we have some of our customers, like in the financial services space, will stack multiple, two, three versions of these monitors around. So literally traders, financial analysts, whether working in the office or working from home, have the ability to see a huge amount of data and really make it an immersive personal experience. So a great display is a game-changing productivity tool that a lot of companies are waking up to and seeing the opportunity there. Absolutely. So let me switch gears a little bit. We've definitely seen while everybody is working remotely, security is a big topic. You have been really active in the collaboration work with VMware around some of their software technology and the security that we can integrate into our devices. Share your thoughts or perspectives on how we're addressing that, some of the good work that's going on. Yes, we see a really good opportunity to change the way people experience technology. And you see that today in offers we have put together and work that you described that we're doing with VMware around systems management, around security, also working with companies like Microsoft and Google in those spaces. What to me is really striking, Cheryl, is if you think about the history of the PC, there's a great capability from being able to run all these apps, power and performance at a user level that's really mobile. It's a great, resilient approach to have. The challenge is you've got now suddenly attack surfaces that are much bigger. You've got challenges on how you update, manage those systems so that people who are not touched by IT are up to date on a system, can get a new system and get it running. And the the sneaker net of old and the personal touch got a lot more complicated in the world that we're in today. 
And in the past, it was decisions about, do I outsource that? Do I do that internally? How do I go get that done? And we've really seen in the work we've done that there's a great opportunity with software, with intelligence built into the systems to do these things automatically. So everything from how do I onboard someone and send them a new system with their applications on it, ability to log into my corporate network from day one, seamlessly coming out of the factory, delivered to their doorstep. So a new salesperson, a new engineering leader, a new marketing person, anywhere in the world is automatically enabled. How do I stay proactive where our systems can anticipate failures around hard drives, looking at battery and settings on battery, some of the intelligent features I described to you, we're looking at how we take a great support capability we have globally and take all those lessons learned. You can start filtering into how a system understands how you're using it today, starts to think about logic trees that we have of how we do diagnostics. And the systems can be fixing themselves before we even realize there's an issue. Or if you're angry and yelling at your system and something's not working, it can figure out urgently it needs to figure out what that is and go get that fixed. Same thing on the migration process. Think about how people are using settings, the intelligence I described before. Rather than having to go, how do I teach people to go into settings and tune the system for them? It figures out if I'm plugged in all the time, I can go optimize for battery longevity. Other people who might be back traveling, we can optimize things differently, turn on rapid charging on those systems. We're looking at all pieces of that life cycle, Cheryl, and changing that with software, with intelligence, and making it simpler for our customers. So you hear something we've talked about externally of our unified workspace experience, which is allowing our customers to have that no-touch automatic approach to how our PCs are deployed, managed, updated in the field, and make it easier to get our best, greatest technology in the hands of their users and allow them to just get the work done they need to get done. It's the era of customer experience. And you're just highlighting some remarkable examples of automation, integration of AI and ML to just make the customer experience all the better, right? Around that, it's learning, it's intuitive, it's adaptive, which is just really cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely right, Cheryl. And the thing that has struck me of having spent some time in this industry is you look at the conversations we're having now, and it's with IT certainly motivated much more by customer experience than in the past. And then I'm seeing really interesting partners for the heads of IT in the client space as they think about the technology they're putting in people's hands. So people like the chief human resources officer figuring out if I get people the right technology, it equals people want to come and work here. They then feel like we're enabling them that investment in a little bit better system and the experience around that system. It's a small percentage of what I'm going to pay someone over the next three years in their salary. Line of business leaders, sales teams, engineering team leaders going, how do I get a high-performing workstation that if I can complete tasks 30% faster than I could a year ago, that is hugely appealing to me because it frees up the time of my team. They can do more in a week. They feel a lot better and a lot more productive. And suddenly you have these partners to IT in the world you described all working together to get the investment in 
digital transformation and having a modern approach to how you're putting technology in the hands of people in your business really matters and it makes a huge difference. The companies that are winning are doing that really well. There's no question that it's an exciting time in our industry and I think we could probably talk for an hour or more about all these new trends that are coming. So maybe just in closing here, do you have a call to action for the partner community? Is there one thing you'd like to ask of them? And maybe a sales pitch to them. Take the time to double down on understanding the products, the approach we have, and the investments we're making in this PC client space for your customers to have a much better lifecycle experience and a much better end user experience. And as I just challenge anyone who is not using us as their primary partner, take a look at the products we're putting together. I welcome your feedback as we stretch and strive to be the best in the industry on every single offer that we have and really get smart. I challenge you to be smart around the capability we have to transform how a company puts technology in their employees' hands from changing the equation on life cycle cost so that they can be much more efficient and really upping the quotient around employee experience. I consistently hear that from customers and companies where we come in, one business, enable them to operate more effectively. And I'd love our partners to be able to all tell that story with us. And if you're not there and you're not feeling that, please jump in and see what we have to offer. And if you've got ideas for us, we are all ears on how we continue to get better and continue to be the best in the industry. Well, I'll tell you, that's well said. So thank you for all you do and your leadership, Sam. I know more exciting things on the horizon. So before I let you go, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball and ask you, what's a fun fact about you that might not be on your resume, your colleagues might not know, certainly our partners might not know. What's a fun fact about Sam? That is a curveball, Cheryl. Um, (laughs) I'll give you one fun fact. I love doing stuff outdoors and have loved doing that forever. So I have a new outdoor passion that works in the Austin space. It is not driven totally by me. It's more my oldest son. He got very passionate about rock climbing. So I climb all the easy easy stuff. I'm either a professional belayer of him, so I take care of him on the <laughs> rope, or uh, he humors me once in a while and finds stuff easy enough that I can go and do. So not many people know that, but there's actually some really good rock climbing around Austin, Texas too, and in Texas. So Actually, I bet there would be. I bet there would be, but that's fun. It's something you can enjoy doing together too. Yeah, no, that's been nice. Great weekend pursuit. Well, absolutely. Well, hey, thank you again for taking the time with us and the partners. Always really exciting to hear from you and what you and the team have underway. So thanks so much for joining. Hey, thank you very much for having me, Cheryl. appreciate everything you do and the partner team you work with. It's been a collective success this past year and where we've gotten to in the business. So look forward to that continuing this year. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining us and our partners too. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please rate or review it and please subscribe to the podcast and join us in a couple of weeks for our next episode of the Partner Connection. Until then, I hope everyone stays safe and be well. 